pricing the home, your homes are difficult to price because you sell sort of unique products in the main. So you're at the harder end of the scale. How much do you get involved with that discussion versus not get involved with a deep discussion about what it might sell for? Because everyone wants to know, Mike, what do you reckon? I want, I want 12 mil. You're the expert. What are you thinking? And probably in your mind, you're thinking the comparables are 10 to 10 and a half, maybe, 10 to 11, say. So that, that would be a typical scenario. Yep. So everyone wants to, they all want to know what their home's worth. And I think the best part is to tell them that, um, that I always get it wrong, so I actually don't buy into price. Um, I could give, and then I'll talk about a number of case studies. Like I sold one, I thought it was only going to make 18 million, but I sold it for 21. So for me to sit there and get into a price discussion, my opinion actually doesn't matter. And I'm probably too close to it than most people. Um, and my role is to actually market these property properties effectively to ensure that we get the most amount of competition to get you the best price. And, um, and once we go through that process, we're going to understand where it sits. Um, but I actually don't buy into it. And I'll give them six, seven, eight case studies where I've been completely wrong. Some I've overpriced in my mind. Some have um, I've been the other other side of it. So you t- you tiptoe like you, you always tiptoe yeah. around the the pro- yeah. I like that. I always get it wrong, so I won't participate in that game. Yeah. But Tom, the the thing I got out of that, I thought that's one of the best pieces of dialogue I've ever heard. It's the follow up. Let me tell you about a home I sold recently, where I thought it was about eighteen. I got twenty one. So what are you saying is? When I get it wrong, I actually often overperform, so let's not get worried yes. about it. Yes. I, lo- I love that. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you my conservative approach of where I think it sits to win your, to lose or win your business. Um, I'm just going to put a robust strategy in place on how to make sure that we get the best price for you. Um, and, and so we just talked through that. Like that one the other day we sold for 13. I didn't think it would break 11. And um, and then I sold one um, recently to, um, to at Southport and um, I most of the local market thought it was 10, 10 and a half, and we sold it for 12 and a quarter to him. So, and it, it just takes competitive tension on the, and in that instance, we had two people that wanted it at the same time and they drove it up in the one that we sold for 13. I was marketing it. We were really struggling to get um, anyone over 12 and then had three people at once and we drove it to 13 and sold it above the list price. So for people in the room that are less experienced, give us a few basic, but Kaloshi negotiation tips when you're dealing especially with buyers you've got a buyer and they're at x and you know you think it's worth x and a bit more and the vendor wants x and a bit more and a bit more what 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 are some of the ways you can help max i know competitive tension if you've got it available is a brilliant way it's not always available sometimes it's a one-on-one discussion and how do you lift someone's price expectation that wants to buy a place buyers want confidence and confidence comes from understanding your marketplace being able to sit there and talk to them confidently about every single transaction that happens in your marketplace and and actually talk through the comparables and all the reasons why. Um, a lot of people forget, like we, we aren't order takers and I would say 95% of real estate agents are order takers. They turn up, they take the order, they deliver it to the seller and they don't have the negotiate on behalf of the seller with the buyer because they know the seller's locked in on an exclusive. So they go and hit the seller over the head rather than actually going back and working with the buyer um, to educate them as to why they should be paying more and then creating a, a uh, set of conditions where there is competitive tension. Everyone has a logical price on a property um, and it's the emotional one that comes out on auction day. And we want them to engage with their lo- logical price and if we start to try and get their emotional price out of them before auction day, they're going to walk away. 
because you haven't left any value on the table and it's having a conversation with them sometimes. Look, sometimes the vendor's not ready to accept your offer at this point in time, but they will be by auction day. Um, and you just got to just got to keep positioning That's them. That's the dialogue you, too. You've got to work with them, as Jason um, Adcock said. You got to talk to all the buyers. Um, you've got to talk to them about bidding strategies. Uh, build a relationship with them. Um, same with the uh, the sellers, though. And, and in this changing market, that's where a lot of people are going to miss out. There's a group of of agents, and it's a pretty big cohort, I think. That when the market changes, they still believe their job is to rescue the vendor. And they become, as Michael said, attached to the price. And I often hear it, I mentioned it yesterday or the day before, you, I get some, some agents just when I do auctions where they'll say to me, Tommy, they're really, they're really nice people. They're really good people. We've got to do the best for them. And, and I'll say like, so the one at three o'clock, they're not nice, we'll do a shitter job for them, <laughs> right? And I think, I think the issue is, and, so, and sometimes I'll say, Man, it's worth it. That they might not get the price now, but eventually they will get it. It's just a, a funny period. And then you'll say, well, how do you know that they'll get the price in three months' time if things have corrected by 10%? They might be in a worse spot. I think, I think good agents um, interpret the market and tell people, as John used last year, the damn truth. They don't sit there to be a rescuer, right? And what they're doing is um, they're using data for the last two weeks last two months.